0: Well, welcome back. My name is Dane Saleri, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Gillespie, Illinois, and I'm a millennial in ministry.
1: And my name is Tommy Schmidt. I'm the associate pastor of First Baptist Church in Cedar Hill, Missouri, and I'm also a millennial in ministry.
0: There were a couple of millennials who have a desire to be a resource to other pastors like yourselves by encouraging you, challenging you, and walking with you in your ministry. And guys, we're blessed to be doing this. Thank you, guys, for listening. I was looking at the totals, and it seems that we have apparently 243 plays or listens to all of our episodes combined. Right. So, yeah, just big shout out to my family for for hitting up about 200 of those. That's big, right. big thank you for that. Uh, if this is helpful for you, share on this on Facebook, or maybe there's another young pastor that you know that's struggling, or maybe needs some advice, or just needs a community around them we would love to be that and we'd love to be mentors and in anything any way we can so let's start a conversation with them uh, using this podcast even so if you would like to subscribe uh, follow us on find us on iTunes by searching millennials in ministry and subscribe to us and uh, keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter and all those places uh, for resources and references and and much more so so yeah let's talk about our subject today what are we talking about
1: we are talking about family matters today. Uh, you know, we can talk about sermons. We can talk about theology. We can talk about this and that. We can talk about shepherding. But listen, we got to shepherd our family, too. Mm. That is our discussion. Yeah. These kind of family matters. How can we be the family guy and uh, oh. really knock that out of the park? That's important. That's our first ministry. Yeah. And it's right. right there at home.
0: That's right. Yeah, man. I And this is such a great practical... Uh, podcast episode I, I love to listen to just tons of podcasts about this and I think our generation needs it honestly but let's talk about uh, I want to talk about our families briefly just so our some some of our listeners can relate to us um, and you know our fi- family dynamics are pretty young uh, we're kind of a young family both of mm-hmm. us and so um, we can relate to a lot of young millennials and ministries because of that so um, so yeah. We do want to, uh, I do want to just kind of hand it over to you, just because uh, you have uh, more children than I do, older children, longer tenured marriage and whatnot. So uh, I want to just first just talk about what's your family dynamic?
1: Sure. Let's, let's, let's explore that. Uh, Sarah and I have been married eight years, and uh, we got married fairly young and uh, have had a, quite a journey. And I uh, love my wife. She's a great support, a confidant, an encourager in ministry and in life. And uh, she's my best friend. Mm. And we have three children together. Benjamin is six years old, almost seven. Mm. And wow. Judah is uh, five years old, just turned five years old. They're All their birthdays are around this time, and so I mm. have to think extra hard because I just turned over. Uh, to the new age so i got benjamin and judah i got the whole southern kingdom going there you go <laughs> there <laughs> and then i got chloe uh who was kind of the the tattletale of the corinthian church mm, right uh right. went and told paul all the things be... that were wrong um and chloe is two years old and we are having a time man we're just on a journey together and it's wild and it's crazy and it's messy mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's our life we're wow. having a good time doing it that's awesome
0: yeah for for myself I've been married uh, a little over five years now uh, and i have just, And caitlyn my my wife is just a wonderfully supportive very talented woman um so gifted and I'm so blessed to have her part of my ministry and um I'm blessed to be a have her as my ministry too uh she is my first ministry, and my children are also part of my ministry here at Trinity Baptist Church and uh, my my son Asher he's going on three years old Uh, I got a daughter JL she's uh, about to turn one in uh, first week of December so that's gonna be awesome Um, and uh, so yeah I've been just uh, I don't know I've been seeking a lot of wisdom and seeing you know, how many more children is God going to give us? <laughs> um, uh, when, yeah. when, when is that number in? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. think it does. Yeah, mm. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> so careful. we're wrestling with you through that right now. Really, really challenging um, just because we love our children and we don't want to hinder that blessing uh, sure. in our lives. Uh, but to be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm a growing, struggling Christian um i'm a bag of sin basically you know i i I, even though i i have two kids and my heart doesn't even think that's a great great idea right many times my ugly heart comes out my old self comes back and i do stupid and say stupid things and i'm man i just think man how how could i handle another child you know but god's given me two and um so he's leading me through all of this. It's it's a sanctifying process for sure, um, but that's that's the that's the effect the children have on you, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, but that's me. So let's let's get into some of the uh, uh, discussion today. What what do we right. got?
1: There's a lot of different angles we can take this uh, that we can begin with. So we're just going to dive in and. We get we you know want to be time sensitive, so we're just gonna move quick. There's no way we can exhaust this in in one podcast. Mm. You could have you could devote a podcast to to these sort of things, mm-hmm. uh, but we just want to hit some principles here. I, I want to talk a little bit about family worship and and the discipleship of of children. Mm. Uh, we take that very seriously. I, I believe we should model that for our churches. Yeah. You know, much ink has been spilled in youth ministry circles about. About parents taking the responsibility to disciple their children, mm. and how much of an impact that has on them in their future yeah. as followers of Christ, and and just their faithfulness to Christ through their teenage years and their and their twenties and thirties, uh, it, it it's very important, and I think the evidence teases that out that that's that's true. We mm. we have an impact on them far greater than we know. That's right. Uh, kids are not robots. We cannot program them. They have their own decisions. They have their own will, and uh, so we can't program them to do exactly as we would have them do. Mm. And so, you know, I want to be sensitive to all of those factors, but we do have an impact, and we need to capitalize on that impact and that opportunity. So as many nights as we can, um, I will admit to you that we don't do it every night. Mm. Uh, Sundays are are 24-hour days. Yeah. Um, Not 24-hour days. Well, yeah, in a Pretty sense, 24-hour yeah. <laughs> days. 12-hour days, really. And Wednesdays are 12-hour days. Uh, we don't do family worship on those nights. Mm. But as many nights as we can, we have family worship together. We have a piano um, in the living room. Not everybody has the ability or the uh, resource to do that. We do sing songs frequently together. Uh, it doesn't ha- I guess what I'm getting at is it doesn't have to be a, uh, a liturgy yeah. that you have to do out the same way every time yeah. but sometimes we do sing together sometimes we don't uh sometimes we sing happy songs sometimes we sing sad songs mm. sometimes we sing new songs sometimes we sing old songs nice. uh it doesn't have to be a um it doesn't have to be a set structure we read scripture together now my kids are mm. learning to read benny's getting good at reading he's six years old uh he's getting there uh, but you know if we're reading out of the esv it's a little bit of a struggle mm. Um, to read those multisyllabic words, mm. and so we're getting there. But just teaching kids how to read. So right now, I'm the I'm the primary reader. I will I'll open the book. I'll open Ben's uh, ESV Bible that we got him after he accepted Christ. Nice. Uh, his children's Bible, and we read together right now. We're reading in the Book of Acts, mm. and wow. uh, we're reading through that. And that's taken us longer than we thought. I do have on our piano a uh, a pl- reading plan uh, to read through the New Testament in a year. Um, we're here in November and we're we're not close. Mm. Okay, mm. so it's, you know it's not perfect. In order to do that, you would have to read a full chapter of the New Testament every day of the week. Yeah. Um, we haven't made we just haven't made that pace. Many times in the Book of Acts, we have not read a full chapter. We've just read one uh, pericope, if you will, just mm. one um, story or narrative and uh then then we share together i do I don't preach, okay, I don't have three points in a sermon, yeah, but I will teach the the content of that and more of a discussion format, asking questions about um about the content of what we're reading mm. and there there is a time to exhort and to uh, discuss and to teach those things and also the principles that come as a result of that mm so we we read scripture together, and we also give instruction together. Uh, since my kids are are just learning to read, and uh, Judah's got his letters and is learning how the English language is structured, mm-hmm. one of the one of the teaching moments because I don't want I don't want family worship to be a service right. that I am performing for them. Yeah. <laughs> my kids sit in a lot of worship services; yeah. they understand what a worship service is like, mm-hmm. and so we don't come home. And eat dinner together, and then I do a worship service for them. (laughs) Uh, This needs to be about them contributing to worship and learning how to do the elements of worship. And so, since they are not quite reading scripture yet, they are learning how to pray. Awesome. And we we teach them how to pray. We teach them. I know that this is sort of um, cliche, but kind of the acts um, structure. You know, adoration, confession. Uh, thanksgiving and help me Supp- supplication. <laughs> supplication. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's a word I forget. Yeah, supplication. No. I have to think about that um, one too. Yeah, I don't have this written down, so I went off the off the uh, off the hip with that one. But th- that's a good model, um, and we teach them how to pray. Right now, their prayers are are surrounded around thanksgiving yeah you know i thank you for african porcupines and i thank you for <laughs> this food and i, I th- and it's just adorable but yeah. there, you know there's, there's more there's more than just thanksgiving yeah thanksgiving is certainly a posture of worship and is a great thing to pray about yeah. and pray to god about um but there there's more to that and so we're teaching but but also what challenge for me and the discipleship of children is not just singing together, not just reading together, um, not just praying together, mm. not just listening to my instruction about doctrine or about yeah. being a Christian, but also finding ways that they can serve mm. alongside of me, wow. and not necessarily to go on visitation with me. That might that might be there might be room for that. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily to teach them to to write lessons or to teach, but how do you, how can I integrate them even into the organic life of the church where they have opportunities to serve mm. and know what it means to serve the church and to serve Jesus and to serve his people, to serve the lost. Yeah. And so that I don't have a, I don't have an easy answer for that, yeah. but I do have, um, a, you need to look in your church. Mm. Y- that's a challenge. And mm. it's more than just a, a routine worship together. It's also a day-to-day living life together, just like Jesus did with his disciples. Mm. Uh, That's discipleship. Being together, I I dare to use this cliche, but Mm. to do life together. there you go. uh, Sometimes I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Do life together. But you need to do life. I almost cringe saying that, but you need to do life with your kids. Do life and love on them. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. right. Mm. Um so the Disciples of Children, some resources for that would be like D6 Family. That's kind of like a curriculum. Mm. A Family Ministry Movement Connecting Church and Home. So D6 has a conference, and uh, they have curriculum. They do have uh, a podcast, but you should just listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not a competition. That's all you need. <laughs> um, so D6 has lots of resources. Also, Donald Whitney... It's kind of like the man mm-hmm. on Family Worship, and he he has some resources out there. I hear a, lo- a lot of people that are you know also homeschooling or also doing these things. They like uh, uh, Donald S. Whitney, mm. and yeah. um, so look into that. We don't use a curriculum; we we just read the Bible yeah. together. I'm a worship leader, and so I have a plethora of songs. You know, we pray together. Since we're Baptists, we don't use a, a, a Common Book of Prayer yeah. or or anything of that matter. Our our prayers are spontaneous, mm. so we don't use a liturgy. Um, but that that's us. Yeah. And there might come a time, kind of like Dane was saying, you know, you got to experiment with different things. Mm. And there may come a time when we do use a more structured approach or or a curriculum at home. But that's just kind of where mm. we're at. Yeah. Right now.
0: Yeah. I guess I, I'm pretty new to a lot of this, especially since my son is two and my daughter's yeah, not yeah, even definitely. one yet. But. Yeah. Some things that I've done, too, is just uh, I, I got the uh, Jesus Storybook Bible. And it's basically, cool. it hits the main uh, storylines in the Bible and kind of connects them to Jesus. It's really kind of cool. And, and so that's, we went through that already. And um, it's just, it's it's all full of pictures and stuff, really engaging. He likes reading about that stuff. He likes to just look and listen. He loves, loves when I read to him. And so yeah. we, we so we do that, and uh, and then we 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 model prayer for him too. You know, we want to show that you know that's important time. You know, though we do it, you know, before every meal, right? It, but but during that time, I, you know, w- what we do is we pray not just for the food and just give thanks for the food, even though that's rightly so we should be doing that. But sure. we pray for other people. We pray for people in the church as well. Um, people that Asher, my son, may know, and, um, and so we we just want to model that in front of him. You know, because discipleship is it's a life. It is, you know, like we said, doing life together. <laughs> you know, uh, it, <laughs> it, right. it it is that you know. And so we're not Christians just at church or when we have to be. We're Christians all the time. You know, that's and, right. And you know, our children are learning right from wrong now, and you know who who's in charge and all this stuff, you know, family dynamics, you know, kind of, uh, Asher's figuring out who's in control, me or mom or dad, you know? And so we're trying yeah. to teach what discipline looks like and, and is like with our relationship with God too. And so we want to discipline out of love because that's how God is disciplining us. And so, um, that's challenging as a sinful human being, <laughs> but yeah, you know, right. thus is the challenge of discipleship. you sinners, you know, building and sharpening one another um, in obedience to christ you know and i think that uh i think what what you said is great and i look forward to doing service uh when my children get older you know going out door to door with them you know showing them that you know what we believe is so important that we want to share it with other people you know we only right. do this not because we're crazy you know we believe a bunch of lies and <laughs> and, and, and whatever and we just want to Convert people. It's because we are just more, right. want to be obedient to Jesus. You know, yeah. and I think that's important. But so, what is uh, what do you, th- how, how do you incorporate your wife into all this too?
1: Yeah, I just if I could just back up just for a second. Yeah, yeah. we taking a lot of time on this, but I just want to say, man, it just delights for me to even talk about this. It just brings a smile to my face and start early. Start start early. You know, you might be thinking, "Was my kid getting any of this?" But listen, guys, those little minds don't really forget anything. And you know, it might be subconscious, but they they they'll know what Dad's priorities are and what they care about. Listen, let's talk about wives, Mm. man. Like you said, Dane, and I know your heart on this. You know, our wives are great assets that God has given us, and we couldn't do this without them and uh, so thankful for them uh if you're single you're not a second class christian That's right and first corinthians speaks to this and there there is a role that you have to play in god and there's there's some life circumstances where in the context of the corinthian church paul said maybe it's better for you to stay single mm. and and so that god has a plan for you and a role for you you're not there isn't a a part in your sanctification process where you become married and now you become a better Christian. Mm. Um, But, but I know in my life, my wife is so vitally important and we share responsibility in the house. Mm. And uh, without, you know, going too far talking about um, just the different, different roles of man and wife and, and these kind of hot issues you have to figure out, how responsibility is shared in the household. You need to you need to mm. nail it down. And uh, without going too far, you need to nail it down with God's Word. This mm. is going to help you yeah. <laughs> figure this out. That's right. Okay? Um, you catch my drift. All right. So you need to figure this out, and you need to learn how to share responsibility. And that does not mean that you don't ever wash a dish mm. or you don't ever do some laundry, get out there and do some laundry and do some dishes. Now I'll confess, I'll confess to you. My wife had a, had a marriage conference that she went to and, uh, she came back to a completely clean house except for the pile of dishes and the pile of dirty clothes. (laughs) Now listen, (laughs) that all the floors were swept and mocked. Okay. All right. Listen, the, the kids were fed. Okay. But, I literally have not operated that dishwasher. I'm not even sure I know how to yeah. <laughs> cuz Sarah's on top of it, but I need that's something I need to learn mm. cuz I need to pitch in in that area. That made me see how woefully inadequate I am mm. uh without her in maintaining common household chores. I can do everything else. I can I could get everything else clean and maintain, but those two areas I felt pretty useless. So share responsibility challenge one another there is something deep we have, we have you know I do youth ministry we have a lot of couples in our youth ministry and art our, our youth couples believe that they are um that their love for each other and their relationship is just as deep as like mine and Sarah's mm. and we try not to <laughs> we try not to patronize these kids okay but there is something deep about a marriage that it becomes less about butterflies right and and these kind of fleeting feelings and more about a deep resolve to do what God has called us to do and to take up responsibility for where God has us and to challenge one another in the Lord. Mm. Um, That's something, that's, that's something deep and and beautiful about marriage Mm. that I have. I can challenge my wife and she challenges me. We live understandably with our wives Mm. as this, as, as Peter wrote, we live understandably mm. with them in an understanding way, not harshly. Right. Uh, now, listen, there was a time when Sarah and I had a tense conversation on the phone. Mm. <laughs> just getting raw with you. Mm. This is pretty recent. Mm. And I, I'm i not trying to say this to make myself sound a spiritual hero, because I was the jerk in, mm. in this story, okay? I just want to make mm. that clear. But I did, the Holy Spirit started work on me after that, and I did call Sarah back, and I said... Boy, I'm so sure glad that whenever Christ, I, I don't meet his expectations, mm. he's not, he doesn't go off on me. Yeah. <laughs> he's not raw with me. He's not so tense with me. And I need to love you like Christ loves his church. Mm. And yeah. uh, so I needed, I needed, so live understandably yeah. with your your wife. You are not God, um, but you need to love like Jesus loves his church. That's right. And that's a that's a continuous challenge. Mm. I think another thing, as I, as I just kind of walk through all of the ideas I have with this, uh, as they're a partner with you in ministry, they know you better than you know you. Mm. And they watch you more than you can watch yourself. Mm. Mm. So let me challenge you with this. You can listen intently and humbly to criticism that they can give you, constructive criticism, mm. not just railing on you. But they watch you preach more than you watch you preach yeah, that's true um, they watch you in public more than you watch you in yeah. public yeah okay, and they might not be in office with you but but they see these things yeah. and 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 you need to go to your wife and say, am I these things in first Timothy chapter three mm. am I yeah. delivering messages clearly and biblically mm. A- am I connecting with the people that I'm in charge to shepherd?" Right. Listen, because they can be your greatest confidant, and, and they're watching you, and they know you. Mm. And they know when something's fake, yeah. and something's forced, and something's wrong. They just know yeah. it. And so listen intently to them. Yeah. I think a good resource for this, uh, this is a challenging book. I read this in Missouri Baptist. Uh, it's Practical Wisdom for Pastors by Curtis C. Thomas. Mm. And it says uh, some some strong and raw words about marriage. And uh, the partnership with your wife in marriage, I'd, I'd suggest maybe you read that. It's a challenging book for pastors. Uh, sometimes it's a little, uh, it can be a little uh, tense to read that. Um, a little convicting mm-hmm. even. And uh, you need to go to God with that. But that's a resource I would have for you. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. I don't know what else to add to that. I think you're, I, I think you're right <laughs> on, man. I th- I really, I think the only thing that I can think of, everything else, man, I would echo that but uh, i think the other thing i would also talk about is also like bringing out or, or maybe studying your wife in such a way that you get to be a um a voice revealing her gifts right you, you get to be almost okay. a uh, someone that encourages her to give to use her gifts and her talents that god's given her and that's been a challenge just because I know there's expectations, right, already set before we even get to our places of ministry. For well, when the pastor brings his wife, she can be a part of this, you know. (laughs) And my my thing, I told the church when I came here, my wife's responsibility is number one, she's my wife. Number two, she's a mother to my children, and then number three, she's gifted. By God, in a specific way to serve and to build up others in Christ, and I think that's another thing to add in there too. With everything you've said, which is gold, man. Just, but also just realize that she's also, you know, part of the church. You know, she. You know, you, people say like the wife's your first ministry, then it's the church. Well, she's also part of the church. So mm, I think those good. are also those fit together too. Mm. While she does take, you know, she does take uh, a priority in your family. Uh, she's also part of the church as well. So I, th- I would just encourage and challenge uh, some of you men out there that are listening um, to encourage and to challenge your wife in her giftings and her talents in serving the church and building up other women and other people for Christ. So.
1: Yeah, I really do appreciate that because this is not just a one-way street. This isn't just all about yeah. you. Yeah. In your ministry, you know That's what I right. mean, and and your wife is just there to build you up and the and you know all That's these right. things. Challenge one another; it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. She's a follower of Jesus, and yeah. uh, she has she has her call right. in her own unique yeah. way, and so support her and challenge her as well. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: All right, what else we got? And we're gonna be wrapping up pretty soon. What else we got here?
1: Yeah, I just I just wanted to mention real quick. Uh, that we need to make time mm. uh, for our That's families, right. obviously. We need to schedule time. Yes. We need to make this a priority, top on the list. And like you said, you know, our our children, our wives, they're part of this church, mm. and we need to make a time for them. The goal is not perfection, guys. Mm. It's consistency. And, yeah. you know, z- some people will say, man, we missed family worship one day. Let's uh, We screwed up. You know, it's over. We're never going to do it again. Don't, you know, just like any goal, just like any habit you're trying to form in your life, it's not going to be perfect. Mm. And there are some days that we sit down and do family worship. My kids are jumping from couch (laughs) to couch, you know, (laughs) you know, you're just thinking, this is just, what am I doing here? And you can can read these quotes about Charles Spurgeon doing family worship and everybody's crying and getting saved, you know. (laughs) <laughs> after after all that he has done all day, he comes home and he's still knocking out of the party. Listen, perfection is not the goal. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Just get started. Mm. Just be faithful. Don't be perfect. Be yeah, faithful. That's right. And God God is gonna bless. That's right. Challenge yourself to to not just do entertaining activities with your kids, but constructive activities. Mm. And so We've tried to we've tried not only to just to do entertaining things together in that time, but to also make them const- make that constructive fun. Yeah. W- you know, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> harebrained idea. Make a ho- stick in home movie with your kids. Okay, oh, go do something yeah. wild. Um, <laughs> create something that you can look back on instead of just watching movies, instead of just playing video mm. games, instead of just 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 absorbing media. Do something constructive. Mm. And, and schedule that time weekly, monthly, annually with your wife, a, t- a time to go out and, and, and have vacation. Your vacations shouldn't just be conferences mm. for you to become yeah. a better minister. <laughs> okay, guys? Uh, monthly and weekly for the sake of your marriage, for the sake of her health, and for the sake of your relationship with your children. P- schedule that time. You schedule these other people mm. uh, in your yeah. church who, who want to take time and want to have your attention schedule your family as well and guys don't live in a way that you will look back with regret Mm. and you'll regret the way that you have handled your time and handled your ministry because i've never met somebody at the end of the day the end of their life that has wished for more time in the office Mm. and has wished for more time um, just doing business yeah. or, or I wish I had more time cleaning the gutters and things like that. They got to get mm-hmm. clean. This stuff has to get happen, but people regret when they don't spend time with their family and they neglect these important things. Yeah.
0: That's a great word. Yeah. Yeah. I can't add too much to that, man. I, I fully agree with you there. I think, uh, I think it's important just to add to what you said too, is I think it's important to just for your children as they grow up to realize, you know they're not, they're not someone, you know. Especially if you're very discipleship heavy on your kids and you want to train your child up in the way they should go, you know, so they'll never depart from it. You know, make them really good Pharisees. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, I think they have to also see that, you know, they're they are your son or daughter. They're not just some person in the church that you serve throughout the week they're your son dar, that you right. deeply love and that you would give your That's life right. for and um that you would uh, um, um you and your wife would serve together to make them more in the image of christ you know just because not because they're a part of your, they're just a part of your job but because you love them deeply and um you want them to be like christ and so so, yeah, I think that's uh, all we got today. Uh, is there anything you else you want to say before we close?
1: I'm good. I've, I've talked <laughs> enough. <laughs>
0: well, thank you guys for listening to another episode. We really appreciate you guys' support. Share this with somebody if you think it's helpful. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Uh, man, sh- share some advice with us. We can learn some stuff as well. We hope that, uh, yeah, we really hope you've been challenged today and encouraged like we have. And um, guys, we're just a couple of millennials who love other millennials. Why? Because Christ first loved us.